the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It ain't about the white supremacists. The shootings over the weekend have just about everybody blaming white supremacists for the epidemic of mass shootings in the United States. And it has been a terrible two weeks, obviously, going back to the the garlic festival incident a week and a half ago. But the Democrats and the media are insisting on making this about President Trump. And as we talked about yesterday, it's not based on what Trump has said. It's based on what they say Trump has said and what they keep saying Trump has said, which Trump didn't say. Just today, Julian Castro, one of the Democrats running for president who is registering about the same as you in the polls, uh, his brother, who's, I guess, managing his campaign, tweeted out the names and addresses of donors in San Antonio who had contributed to Trump's campaign. Now, what happens if somebody takes uh, it into their own hands with one of those people and either tries to do something to their home or their business or uh, hurt them? Would that be okay? And he said, this is what uh, Castro's brother said, uh, he said that uh, Trump's campaign is fueling a campaign of hate that labels Hispanic immigrants as invaders. Of course, he was talking about hordes of illegal immigrants when he used that word, and that's exactly what it looked like. And most of the conversation from the media and the Dems, I know it's the same thing, uh, but it's been about the mass shootings and um, how it's a white supremacy or white nationalist problem. It's not. Some of the most horrific ones have been about that. Uh, the most horrific ones may have been about that. But the the guy in Dayton was a supporter of Elizabeth Warren and Antifa. His story hasn't gotten one-tenth the attention that the El Paso shooter story has gotten because it doesn't fit the narrative. And as we pointed out here several months ago, the narrative about mass shootings has always been distorted and exaggerated when it comes to who's committing them. You hear numbers thrown out and comparisons made to other countries. Just remember that a shooting uh, uh, qualifies as a mass shooting if four or more people are killed or injured. Just Google Mass Shootings 2019 Gun Violence Archive, and it's right there for you. It took me about two minutes to find this. Uh, this is from um, in yes- yesterday in D.C. One killed, three injured in D.C. Happened during a funeral for another homicide victim. It was black on black. Yesterday in Brooklyn, four shot. They had gathered for a vigil. This is this right on the top of the list that I'm looking at here on my computer. Yesterday um, in Brooklyn, four shot. They had gathered for a vigil for a friend who had died of lymphoma. So there you have uh, one killed and seven shot right there in just yesterday. On August 4th, there's another one. Uh, I have one here from uh, in Memphis, Shelby Avenue in uh, in Memphis. It says... Uh, so this was on this was on Sunday night, um, and you can view the source. You just click on it; tells you what happened. Four shot, one dead after shooting on Shelby Drive early Sunday morning in Memphis. Memphis police searching for a suspect after four people were shot. Uh, it was a drive-by at a gas station. Um, then you have uh, yesterday in uh, rather um, Suffolk, Virginia. That was on August second. When was that? Saturday. Um, yeah, Saturday. How about this one? Two men dead, three others, including toddler, injured in Suffolk shootings. Two men were killed and three other people, including a toddler, were injured in shootings Friday night in the downtown area of the city. Suffolk police said one of the men killed, Devonte Wilson, 24, was shot while sitting in the passenger seat of a parked car. Uh, according to a city news release, the car's driver, LaMeca Porter, 26, and a two-year-old girl, Sitting in the back seat were among the injured. Porter sustained multiple gunshot wounds, and the girl was struck once. Okay? So how many we add up to there? That's in like three days. And it's nothing whatsoever on these to do with white supremacy. Then you have Columbus, Ohio. Uh, this, is, uh, this is a really nice one here. Columbus, Ohio. Five shot during a party at a house on Near East Side. Um, 
that that's uh same thing it was a, a a beef broke out a bunch of people with shotguns and then we had another one here 11 people were shot uh let's see if i can find that one i had it a minute ago i think this is it uh right here this is in brooklyn um Block party shooting shooting victim spared after bra stopped bullet. That's what it says. A Brooklyn college student was among 12 people struck in a wild shootout at a packed Brownsville block party. Escaped with little more than a scratch because her bra stopped the bullet. Uh, but the other, that's 11 people were shot. 11 people shot there. Uh, and I guess nobody died. But um, that's, that's, that's how long did it take me to run those down for you? That's, uh, that's in the last week. You can go on this site, and you can see every mass shooting. And, that, again, that's uh, four people or more injured or killed. And um, it's, it, it, you could spend literally all day reading about these kinds of crimes. And, hey, believe me, right mixed in there with this on the list is uh, Dayton, Ohio. Ten injured or ten killed, twenty six injured. There it is. It's right there. Nobody's denying that happened. Um, and then right after that, Texas, twenty two injured. That was well, actually before that, but on the list, it's after that. It's um, uh, August third, twenty two people killed, twenty four injured. That's the obvious. Uh, this terrible incident that everybody's talking about now. Those two incidents, but that's this is this is where mass shootings if if you're going to if you're going to if you're going to use the number of mass shootings to say that something needs to be done you can't only talk about the mass shootings that do involve either white supremacists or just some nut in the case of Dayton um that uh and, and then ignore a list that would take you i mean it 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 take if i printed all this out it would be 500 pages of of uh uh, shooting, mass shootings, four people or more. And um, it's easy to find. Just go to uh, gunviolencearchive.org or just Google gun violence archive mass shootings. You'll see it. You can read every single one of them. It's all, and, it's, and it, is, it is not a white supremacist problem. That's part of the problem. There's a lot of parts to the problem, but it ain't just about white supremacists it's less about that than it is about black on black crime if you want to know the truth and i'm not making that up i just got it right here in front of me and now if you don't want to if you don't want to call um if you don't want to include a shooting that injures four people as a mass shooting and don't want to compare it to what happened in texas or dayton i get that but when people use the number and say how terrible it is in america that we've had these you know hundreds of mass shootings every year that it's not hundreds of mass shootings like what happened in da, uh, in uh, El Paso and Dayton. It's hundreds of shootings like the one I just told you about, where the woman stopped the bullet with a bra and eleven people were shot, or uh, people were having a party or a vigil, and somebody drives by and, and opens up, opens fire on them. That's where the mass shootings are coming from. Uh, much more than what we've had the last couple of days, and it's. Um, it, but the media spend little or no attention, uh, pay little or no attention to these uh, shootings here. They give it a mention, maybe, but they can't. You know why? Because there's too many of them. And the other thing is that I don't. I haven't seen the number recently, but I think the number that I saw a while back was that uh, the murders in Chicago, where there are many, as you know, 13% of them are solved. So maybe somebody ought to spend some time trying to figure out what happened with the other 87% and how many of those guns that were used for those homicides, and these are all gun violence now. The stabbings don't count in here. This is gun violence. What happened to all the other, um, uh, where are the people who killed these, uh, who were guilty and out there running around, and where did they get the guns that they used? Where did they get them? And would, would, would these laws that they want to pass have prevented them from getting them? So... I had to I had to go back and look at this because I did this this few months ago. It was I'm I'm guessing it was after another one of these mass shooting incidents. I forget which one, but I uh, it was when people were talking about how again it was a white white men are the problem, and it isn't a racial problem uh, as much, it's it's a cultural problem. But it's not it's not a um, white person's problem as much as it is. What's happening to black people in Chicago, Baltimore, places like that, they're killing each other. And the Democrats would, instead of 
paying attention to the people they say that they care about. They're they're scoring points by saying that it's that the white supremacists are the biggest problem. They're a big problem when they start shooting twenty people, uh, killing twenty people, obviously. But the again, I'm looking at a list here. It goes on and on and on forever, and it's mostly. I'd say 90% black-on-black crime, and the people who are supposed to, who, who are claiming to care about this so much, are ignoring that and focusing on things that are the, the not the least of the problem, but not as much of a problem as what uh, what I'm telling you about here with the uh, with these drive-by shootings and just uh, idiotic, stupid um, cases of people being shot for stupid reasons. I got a story here somewhere of a uh, down in Miami, a pregnant rap singer was shot uh, standing outside of her car, and they're trying to figure out uh, why that happened. And they're talking about possibility of being linked to a guy who is in prison right now on gun charges. So that's where it is. And uh, meantime, uh, our mayor Bill Peduto wants to see laws passed within 30 days to fix this. And when we come back, we're going to talk to a guy who will tell you that he's wasting his time. And he's uh, some, not just he, but other people are proposing dangerous laws. We'll do that when we come back. Stick around. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we've got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you. So it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks. And uh, we'll be talking to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it it. easy. Rocky Blyer, and we'll be right back. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, You give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit, 800-620-8844. That's 800-620-8844. 800-620-8844. Hey, it's John Steigerwall. So the people at my pillow said, hey, John, can you try out a MyPillow and let us know what you think? I was skeptical. I mean, it's a pillow. But what did I have to lose, right? I'll tell you what I lost. Interrupted sleep. No more folding the pillow in half. No more flat, lifeless pillows. So I'm letting you know you need my pillow. Well, not my actual pillow, but you know what I mean. Your own my pillow. It stays cool all night long. No more waking up at 3 a.m. to flip to the cool side of the pillow. It keeps its shape. No more reshaping your pillow in the middle of the night. It comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee. Try it. Don't like it? Return it. My pillow comes with a 10-year warranty. Do you have a pillow that comes with a 10-year warranty? You can toss a my pillow pillow in your washer and dryer and it's like new again. Try doing that with your pillow and see what happens. Get a two-pack of my pillows premiums for 69.98. That's only 34.99 per pillow, which is the lowest price ever offered on radio or TV. This offer is only available at mypillow.com or call 800-716-8087. Use promo code STAG. Recent storms have done a number on Pittsburgh homes and businesses. This is John Steigerwald. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. All you have to do is visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course windows. 
If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. Why pay twice as much with other companies? Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsrspittsburgh.com. Mention STAG for an additional 10% off at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. Windows R Us, proud sponsor of the Jerk of the Week, heard every Friday right here on the John Steigerwald Show. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The John Steigerwald Show. AM 1250, The Answer. Well, as usually, uh, as is usually the case, um, after a mass shooting, there are people out there, many of, uh, if not most of them, are probably well-meaning, but uh, they want to see immediate changes to gun laws. Uh, they want to do something. We talked about that yesterday, the do-something people. But today, Mayor Peduto said he wanted state and federal legislators to pass more laws within 30 days. That's not going to happen. But what is he proposing, and would it do any good? The most popular idea right now, not just from Bill Peduto, but other politicians, including the president uh, and other Republicans, seem to be red flag laws. Kim Stolfer is the president of Firearms Owners Against Crime, and he joins us now. Kim, thanks for joining us again. We've had you on before. Appreciate it. My pleasure, John. It's a pleasure to be with you. So is the red flag idea uh, an overreaction that has potential for serious abuse? And may, maybe kind of explain what they mean by the red flag? Yes, uh, I think that's important to explain. What they're talking about are laws that are called red flag laws, uh, which are gun confiscation laws. They're otherwise in Pennsylvania, they're called extreme risk protection orders. There's four of them that are filed now. California is one of the first four states that had this. And before we go any further, everyone listening needs to know, California is the mass murder capital of America. They have more mass murders than any other state, and yet they have these laws in place and have had them in place for nearly five years. As a matter of fact, the Gilroy mass murder they just had was done by a person while the red flag law they have out there is in place. So... What this law basically does is a simple accusation based on the lowest standard of evidence. What does standard of evidence mean? It means what does government require before they can act? Normally what they need is some sort of police reports or some sort of evidence, uh, bruises or something, a witness to come forward. But these laws only require an accusation, unfounded accusation called preponderance of the evidence. What they do is they enable government to come to your house, justify it as a search warrant, and come in and take all your firearms. And then basically what puts you in a position of being guilty until proven innocent, then you have to take and go within 10 days to a local judge, magistrate, or uh, even court of common pleas, and you get the, the ability to defend your rights after being accused and having your property taken. Now, can it be used for good? Yes. Can it be used for improperly? Well, maybe we should look at what happened in Maryland. A family member didn't like the conservative views of one of the other family members. So what she did was she called the authorities, said he was a danger to himself or others, and that's the standard they use with very no evidence again. What the police did is they came over and told him they were going to take all his guns. He didn't know what was going on. He said, no, you're not. Well, that disagreement resulted in that man being shot dead. So what I want everybody to hear about is this. We always talk about gun control works as if it's some sort of savior. What if it costs more lives? What if it takes more lives? Because we never hear about the wealth of information that we have on our website and in our files where gun control has killed hundreds of thousands of Americans. You look at California with their high crime rate you and the, the failures of those laws out there for the mass murders. You look at Chicago. Last year alone, nearly 600 people were killed. They have stiff gun laws. Maryland in 2013 banned assault weapons. They, they ra- ra- radically increased the number of gun legislation and gun control laws they had. Up until 2013, gun crime, violent crime with firearms, was trending downwards. But after 2013 in the ban, it skyrocketed. Right now, Baltimore 
is the, the most dangerous city in America. And yet they have all these laws. They don't let people. It's very difficult to get a license to carry concealed. And then when you couple that with how they're ignoring, they're, they're deceiving people into thinking that this is the direction we need to go. They're not talking about how we medicate people with these antidepressant drugs, how we take in, we have gun, uh, gun-free zones, which we call constitution-free zones, where you can't carry a firearm. The El Paso Mall was a gun-free zone. So how does that work there when we don't talk about these issues? So if you want to talk about this, there's a push on in Pennsylvania to push to get these red flag or extreme risk protection orders put in place. But the essence of this is it's going to do nothing to stop the monsters and it's going to infringe on rights and it's going to trash the, the basic judicial concept of due process. And it's really a, a dangerous concept because the word danger is a very subjective thing. Uh, as you said, yeah. you don't like what somebody said about uh, some politician, uh, and I'm not saying somebody, uh, even somebody who made some kind of a threat. I'm, it's just maybe the language is a little too strong for you, and you know that they own guns, and you say you decide in your mind that this person might do something rash, so you call the cops, and what they come and take his guns? I mean, does yeah. it take one person you know, to say it, that? It, it only takes one person, and on top of that. The justification for this, you know, most of your listeners don't peel into the legislation the way we do. Right. So I want to give you an idea of what they'd use to justify issuing one of these extreme risk protection order red flag laws. That you bought a gun in the last six months. That's, That's it? That's one of the reasons for justification. That's it. Wow. That's Representative Todd Stevens' bill and Senator Killian's bill. These are two Republicans. So. Wow. When you an old girlfriend, there's a whole host of things with these simple accusations that who you cohabited with 30 years ago. There's no limitation on this. These laws are very bad, and what they're being, what the public is being told, is that these laws are only able to be issued from a family member or a friend. But when you look at the other states, California, New York, Maryland, where they have these laws. People, these anti-gun groups, are going into the legislature and are advocating for expanding it. In California now, it's teachers. It's your doctor. It's, it's a host of people, uh, even administrative personnel where you work. And now, you had an example. You had an example uh, of uh, something that, that in Seattle they have this, and uh, the judges just don't get turned down when when they uh, when they decide they want to confiscate. That's right, because, see, the way the courts work is if you have an accusation against you, the courts defer to the person making the accusation. Mm -hmm. So what they'll do is they'll issue the order and let it be sorted out in court. Now, if you own guns, I want you to think about this from a pragmatic standpoint. You're going to be asleep at your house, and the police are going to show up. They're going to show up armed, and they're going to demand your property. If you have somebody knock on your door at 3 in the morning and... Maybe you're not fully awake and you don't hear them say, we're the police. Mm -hmm. What happens? Yeah. You're building in this entire conflict. Wow. And how do, you, how do you be made whole whenever this happens? Do you know the ACLU in, in, in Pennsylvania and in Rhode Island have both said this is unconstitutional? And I, I want to make a clear point. Hey, I only have 30 seconds, like Kim. I'm up against a hard break, so make, i got to go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. 30 seconds. We already have the laws to do this. The Mental Health Procedures Act allows people to be, who are a danger to themselves or others to be pulled in for involuntary treatment or examination and then treatment if necessary. They're also prohibited from possessing guns unless they go to court after that. Thanks, hey, Kim. So we already have this in place. Thank you, Kim. Appreciate it. Thank Always. you very much. Thank you. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The FBI is opening investigations into both the Ohio mass murder and the Gilroy Garlic Festival killings in California. FBI Special Agent in Charge John Bennett says investigators working on the Gilroy shooter's digital media uncovered what may have been a list of other potential targets. These organizations from across the country include religious institutions, 
federal buildings, courthouses, political organizations from both major political parties, and the Gilroy Garlic Festival. Authorities say the gunman in the deadly Northern California Food Festival shooting fired 39 rounds, fatally striking three people. On Wall Street, the Dow recovered somewhat today, up 311 points to close at 26,029. The Nasdaq rose 107, and the S&P 500 advanced 37. This is SRN News. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-384-9393. That's 800-384-9393. 800-384-9393. Mike Gallagher is thinking about moving again. There has become this narrative that in the state of Minnesota, Mike Lindell, the My Pillow guy, is going to challenge Ilhan Omar for the congressional race when she is up for re-election. Holy cow. Uh, you know, boy, I may have to move to Minnesota just to become a resident so I can vote for it. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon on AM 1250. The Answer. Homeowners love their Pella windows and doors, and we love how happy we made Susan from Sewickley. I just have to tell you, this bay window is absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's fantastic. It really is beautiful. I mean, beautiful. Can we install some happiness for you? Right now, get 50% off installation or 18 months, no payments, no interest. Call for your free consultation. We'll come to you. 888-78-PELLA, PellaPittsburgh.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. Community Bank, City Mission, Number One Cochrane, Highmark Stadium, Peters Township Community Center, Angelo's Restaurant. What do all these businesses have in common? Nello Construction, design and build with one company. Nello Construction, full service construction from the ground up. Renovation, expansion. Nello Construction, the choice for business. See the projects, begin the journey at NelloConstruction.com. What is us? Us is a foundation. Us is the future. Us is a bond. But right now, that bond is frayed. And we need a place that could make it whole. From diabetes prevention to safety around water. The Y fills the gaps. And bridges our divide. But they can't do it without us. Support your local Y today. Because where there's a Y, there's an us. Read by members of the Y. The Y for a better us. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Heavy delays on outbound 28, jammed up Freeport Road to approaching Pittsburgh Mills Boulevard. That's because of an accident. Parkway West tied up inbound 79 down to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Heavy delays outbound Parkway East. Boulevard of the Allies to Edgewood Swiss Vale. And we've got an accident on the eastbound PA Turnpike between the Warndale Toll Plaza and Butler Valley. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll have variable clouds tonight with a shower and thunderstorm in the area. The will be 67. Tomorrow, it'll be muggy with clouds limiting sun, along with showers and heavy thunderstorms in the area. High will be 78. Variable clouds low 64 tomorrow night. Thursday, once again, muggy with a mix of clouds and sun. Some of you get an afternoon thunderstorm. High will be near 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. 
This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, Donald Trump is being accused of blaming white supremacists, uh, uh, like the guy who killed 22 people in El Paso, with his racist rhetoric uh, and focusing on Elijah Cummings, a black congressman from Baltimore, and his district in Baltimore has been a prime example. Uh, And here's what uh, Donald Trump tweeted a few days, well, about a week or so ago, July 27th, I think it was. Why is so much money sent to the Elijah Cummings district when it is considered the worst run and most dangerous anywhere in the United States? No human being would want to live there. Where is all this money going? How much is stolen? Investigate this corrupt mess immediately. Instead of the media saying, well, that might be a good idea because things seem to be kind of tough in Baltimore, uh, the media just jumped all over him and declared him a racist because he was talking about a black uh Congressman, and it was a city, uh, an area which was most predominantly black. So um, somebody did investigate where that money went or didn't go. Adam Angievsky of Open the Board, OpenTheBooks.com did, and he joins us now. Adam, thanks for being here. Well, great to be on your show. Thank you very much for your interest in our work. Yeah, we've had you on before. You have great stuff. You do a lot of great work there. So let's start with how much for Baltimore. So we quantified 30,000 public employees at the local and federal level that are based in the city of Baltimore. That does not include the public employees at the state level who are based there, but uh, the state government did not provide us employer locations. So let's break that down. There's 13,000 city employees. There's another 10,500 employees in the public schools. Uh, and then there's about 6,500 federal employees that are actually based in the city of Baltimore. And every single one, I want to be very clear about this, every single one of those public employees bears responsibility for the condition of the city. And yet all of them can point the figure at someone else and say, it's not my responsibility. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and, I mean, you can start with Cummings. I don't know how much... Uh, he's to blame for it, but he's been in charge, not in charge, but he's been the, representing that district in, in Congress, and he's been responsible for uh, getting much of the money, correct? He's the one who is able to uh, get the money flowing that way, and that's well, how he gets time, reelected. It, it is time to name names. It is time to name names. All these members of Congress have what's called incumbent advantage. Everybody knows they bring home the bacon. And our audit of the federal payments into the city of Baltimore uh, breaks some new ground on this. Uh, Over a four-year period, $1.1 billion, that's with a B, in grants and federal direct payments. These are subsidies and assistance flowed into the Baltimore city agencies and other city-based entities, including nonprofit organizations, for-profit companies, colleges, um, over a four-year period. Now, I want to put this in perspective. It's a tremendous amount of money. Baltimore is a relatively small town. It's got a little over 600,000 people. The, uh, the federal grants, the subsidies and, and, uh, and assistance payments, are the equivalent of nearly $7,000 in federal aid per family of four living in Baltimore during this period. $7,000 per family of four. Uh, it would make more sense for the government to just uh, either drop money out of a helicopter or or <laughs> just um, just walk down the street and hand people $7,000. Just, I mean, go into a house. How many How many you got here? You got four, here's your 7000 It probably would end up being better spent by a lot of them. Well, and, and we compared it against major cities across the United States. Right. And our comparison year was the last year of the Obama administration, fiscal year 2016. That's the last time we did this at OpenTheBooks.com. And so, so what we found was when you take a look at comparable cities like Portland, Oregon, the average um, family in that year, the average resident in that year would have got about $274. Nashville, Tennessee, $353. Oklahoma City, a little over 200 bucks. Detroit, Michigan, 372. Milwaukee, 183. Baltimore gets over, you know, nearly up $573 per resident. And so it, it, uh, it gets much more federal money per resident on a per resident, equivalent per resident basis than any of these other towns. And it's only, it's only, um, out earned by the residents of Chicago who get 1900 apiece 
Washington, D.C., and New York City, who gets about $900 uh, per person. Yeah, and uh, this what kind of money is this, uh, Adam? I mean, we're, we're talking about uh, this is redistributed wealth, right? I mean, it's taking money from some one, one person and giving it to another. It's, it's a subsidy. It's, it's not earned money. It's government handing out money, correct? Yeah, these, these are from all the federal agencies in the federal checkbook. We download the entire federal checkbook, and we cut it with the payments coming into uh, an entity based with the city name of Baltimore in 2016. And Baltimore out-earns all these other major U.S. cities except New York City, Washington, D.C., San Francisco, and Chicago. And they're huge cities. They're much bigger uh, you know, than Baltimore. They've got many more people. Um, so... The schools stink, terrible. The uh, the crime is out of completely out of control. It's the most dangerous city in America now, I guess, or it's you know it's competing for it. Um, and and how many of these people do you suppose who are in bureaucratic positions are Republicans? <laughs> well, let's just talk about the schools because the schools have ten thousand five hundred employees. Now, every single year, we file a Freedom of Information Act request with the Baltimore um, School District, and so we proactively had their salary and payroll file ahead of this uh, ahead of this national news story. And I want to point out the chief executive officer in the Baltimore City Schools. She has a base salary of two hundred and ninety eight thousand dollars. Pretty good money. But they gave her they gave her over over $50,000 of additional earnings last year. Her total earnings were 362 because they goosed up her paycheck. Wow, and they get, uh, and you look at the results, I don't have it in front of me here, we talked about it last week. Um, it's like, um, they, there was one, one um, group, I think it was, a, it was maybe elementary school, there were like 3,400 kids who took a test and won was proficient out of 300, not 1%, 1 out of 3,480, I think was the number. That's the kind of, well, that's the kind of production they're getting. On extra pay, so so they have their base salaries, and then they disclose additional additional earnings in their database. This is the numbers they give to us, the Baltimore City Schools, and it's nearly $34 million of extra pay in the uh into Baltimore City Schools. It's it's an extraordinary amount. Uh, it's it's five percent of their whole payroll. They dole out on extra pay. Yes, you know uh, what's really sad about it to me is that the people who are suffering because of this are mostly black uh, people, and they are black young black kids in schools. And the media and the Democrats by focusing so much on the fact that Donald Trump happens to be white and he's criticizing um, Elijah Cummings, who's black, and that's and, and just such a, a simplistic thing to just immediately um, to just attribute that to Donald Trump's racism instead of listening to what you're telling me about what's going on there and fixing it, they're going to spend their time and energy trashing Donald Trump to prove to everybody that he's a racist. And it, and all they're doing is, what they're doing is doing much more harm to the race that they think that Donald Trump is racist about. It's it's amazing to me. There, it's, well, it, and if you know, and and the city has real problems. Obviously, the president highlighted the uh, the murder rate against Guatemala, Guatemala, El Salvador, and other countries, right. and and you know, Baltimore doesn't fare well on that. Uh, metric, you know, the president highlighted the amount of illegal dumping in the, in the rats in the city. And so, uh, so we took a look at, you know, uh, we saw in the Baltimore Sun where the city made the argument that they don't have enough employees to pick up all the trash. Mm-hmm. So according to our data, they've got 13,500 city employees and we compared them up against their peer cities. Their peer cities, they, they most, um, accurately compare up against Milwaukee, Wisconsin and in Las Vegas, Nevada. And when you do that, um, here's the numbers. So Las Vegas has 9,600 employees. Okay. That, in- that even includes their metro police. And again, Baltimore Milwaukee has 13,500. Right. Okay. And Milwaukee has less than 8,000. Okay. Even the city of Detroit has less than 7,100 employees. And Baltimore has 13,500. Oh. And so then we took a look at, 
So, I mean, it's a tremendously uh, stuffed payroll. Uh, so then we took a look at the citizen complaints on the non-emergency line of 311 on illegal dumping calls since 2014. In 2014, there was less than 3,000 complaints. In 2018, there was 7,000 complaints. Illegal dumping in the city is out of control. Wow. And, and um, you, have, you have a list here that police department, uh, $273 million, public works, $118 million, fire department, $136, health, $34, state's attorneys, $26 million. And how many of these are uh, – they're, they're, the, the people running these departments are appointed by the Democratic mayor who's been there. They haven't had a Republican, I think, in 60 years. They're, they're, I think the figure was. I think the figure was sixty years. It is, it is one party control. It's been eighty here in Pittsburgh. Uh, no matter what it is, one party yeah. control. Uh, the party in control gets fat and happy. Um, we uh, we did take a look at the uh, at the rat data, and this is a story that that I think the city of Baltimore should should tout. You know, we we did a we did a story with the New York Times. So when when uh, Bill De Blasio in New York City uh, announced for president. Uh, our co-investigation with the New York Times on city rats had the headline, The Rats Are Taking Over New York City. Uh, de Blasio spent $32 million to rub out the rats in New York City and failed. The uh, statistics were uh, were getting worse. The rats were running wild. Uh, in, Baltimore, <laughs> in Baltimore, they have a lot of rat activity, but the statistics are moving in the right direction for the city. They've spent about $300,000 a year. They've got 13 employees. And, uh, and our data shows that the number of uh, citizen calls to the non-emergency line of 311 is down this year about 40%. Well, we're talking to Adam Angievsky of uh, Open Books, OpenTheBooks.com. You come up with some unbelievable stuff, Adam. It's great. I could have you on every day, probably. <laughs> stun our audience with this stuff. I just, while you were talking, I got out my phone, my little calculator here, and uh, according to my calculator, if if you if you give the city of Baltimore six hundred thousand residents and thirteen thousand five hundred and twenty-two employees employed by the city, that's one employee for every forty-four people in the city. There's one. It's, un- it's unbelievable. One person for every 44 r- residents in the city, and that doesn't include the schools. That doesn't include the the, uh, the state workers the based in the stink. city of Baltimore, and it doesn't include the 6,500 federal employees that are also based in the city of Baltimore. I mean, you have public employees running all over that city, and the city, you know, none of them, none of them can save the city. It's uh, it's a catastrophe. Now, you do the research, and you have all these numbers, but I, I, I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're, you're not, you're not the, you're not in the business of calling these people up and getting their, uh, and, and editorializing about that, or, 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 or interviewing them and getting them to, to justify it. You're just putting the numbers out there. It's, it's up to the other outlets like cnn and fox and cbs to to do that isn't it absolutely so just to put this in perspective and this shows what a dangerous city based on budget numbers baltimore has become uh half their city but i'm I'm sorry about three-eighths of their city budget so a little less than half but but a substantial portion of their city budget about 40 cents on every dollar taxed and spent by the city goes to goes to the police department and to the state's attorneys prosecuting the crimes. Mm-hmm. That's pretty stunning. Yeah, and uh, and and to to for people again to focus on what Donald Trump's motivation is or was to point this out, even if they're a hundred percent right, it's still it's still okay. He's a racist. Let's just you know, we'll give you that he's a racist. But you still that doesn't that doesn't. Um, uh, eliminate the uh, the responsibility for you to explain it. What is it true? You know, it, and they and they don't. They 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 just jump on the, the on the deliverer of the message. Well, and this is why at OpenTheBooks.com, our mission, in part, is to take hard data that you know we file, as you know, John, about sixty thousand Freedom of Information Act requests a year. Mm-hmm. So we we are we have the data. And to take this data to, to help, you know, left, right, and center uh, bring the facts to the national discourse, to the national debate. And because we feel if you, if you are talking about 
uh, what's actually going on in terms of hard facts, in terms of hard data, we're going to get better solutions. Yeah, and uh, we're out of time, uh, Adam, but uh, keep those numbers coming to me. Anytime you have something, send it along, and we'll get you on to talk about it. It's always uh, fascinating and, and somewhat infuriating, <laughs> the numbers that you well, come up with. I appreciate it. We are stacked up with tremendous oversight, and uh, so I look forward to coming back on. Anytime. Thanks. We'll see you later. That is uh, Adam uh, Angievsky, and uh, the de- the website is Open the Borders, OpenTheBooks.com. We'll be back. If you're an employer, a business owner, if you have five to 100 employees, listen up. The cost of doing business continues to skyrocket, strangling your HR department with more regulations, administrative duties, and liability than ever. I'm John Steigerwald. Your health plan's a big part of that cost. Another year... Another 10% rate hike, another $1,000 increase on your deductible, another hospital or doctor you can't go to because they're not in the network. Isn't it time for a change? Well, stop the insanity and call Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the industry. Put an end to the annual increase. Give your employees a national network that all hospitals accept and reduce your monthly premiums by 20 to 30%. It doesn't matter when your renewal is. Marley can help today. Call 724-884-1496. Marley Financial, 724-884-1496. 724-884-1496. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, a warrior is more than a team name. Here, at their fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school, just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, a warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. A warrior is challenged to learn as they develop a strong work ethic, achieve academic excellence, and cultivate a lifelong love of learning. And a warrior is trained to lead through Christian character and integrity so they can impact the world for Christ by their example wherever God calls them. So, are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School, a fully accredited K-12 grade Christian school just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. That's O-U-R-P-C-S.org. You started your business with nothing but a great big idea. They told you it couldn't be done, but that just made you work harder to prove them wrong. Now look at you, ready to take on the world. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South gets where you're coming from. When they said they wanted to create great big graphics for great big ideas like yours in less time than anyone else, they were told it couldn't be done. Speed Pro Pittsburgh South just smiled and said, oh yeah, watch us. When you need a large format printing partner who can provide high quality visual graphics in stunning detail, from trade show displays to outdoor signs, 3M brand vehicle map for your fleet, to window graphics, banners, and decals, Speed Pro Pittsburgh South can handle most jobs in two days or less and can roll with last minute change ups without breaking a sweat. Who says it can't be done? For a free quote, visit speedpropghsouth.com. We're talking to Rocky Blyer. He's involved with the Miracle League of Moon Township and the construction of a Miracle League athletic field. The fields are designed to make it possible for kids with special needs to play sports. Every child, no matter what the situation, deserves a chance to be able to play, to compete, and have a place that's safe, takes care of needs, that's organized. This will be the fourth Miracle League field that will be built. Now we got four places to be able to travel, so it broadens the whole interest of sports. It's just terrific for a community to do that. There's a buddy system I thought was pretty impressive. What's that all about? Kids with special needs have a buddy, a child who's in school. It's like having an older brother or sister involved with you, so it's really good in that everybody has human dignity of being able to participate. The website is miraclesinmoon.org. Check it out and let's help make this dream a reality. Hey, Rocky, thanks, and uh, we'll be talking hey. to you again about this project. Appreciate you coming on to talk about it. Thank you for having me. All right, man. Take it, it easy. Thanks. Rocky Blyer, right, and we'll be right back. You're listening to The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, <clears throat> on a lighter note, let's talk about straws, okay? Plastic straws and paper straws. You know, McDonald's over in the U.K. Uh, decided, I don't know when, not that long ago, I guess, that um, they weren't going to use plastic straws anymore. They decided to go with paper. 
The only problem is uh, they're now admitting that <laughs> the new paper straws that came out last year to help protect the environment, they uh, they can't be recycled. Okay, So I don't know what that means. Um, they're going to have a big hole somewhere where they're going to put all the straws. I, I don't know, burn them. I don't know what, what they do when they can't be recycled. But the plastic versions could have been recycled or c- can be. And says, while the materials are, uh, this is what it says here, while the materials are recyclable, their current thickness makes it difficult for them to be processed by our waste solution providers who also help us recycle our paper paper cups. So um, there you have it, which is good. I hope it fails miserably, the whole idea of uh, paper straws. Have you you had one yet, Aaron? They're they're the worst. And uh, your drink tastes like cardboard. And I, I don't use straws that much. I... I'm okay drinking out of this, you know, just drinking like a human being, like an adult. I, I don't, if you, you know, if you got it in the car with you or something and it's, you're driving and you grab it and it's got the cup and the holder and I mean with the uh, the cap on it, but um, it's not working and that's good. So I hope it fails miserably and they have to use uh, plastic straws all over the UK. And um, so um, one other thing, I got about a minute left. I just want to talk about the pirates. We're working a little sports in here. 11,000 people showed up last night, and 37,000 showed up, I think, Saturday night for fireworks. I don't understand how they have 11 people showing up for a pirate game. Uh, I think what should happen now for the rest of the year, uh, for the rest of my life would be okay with me, the way Major League Baseball has ruined the Pirates, but for the rest of the year, PNC Park should be empty. No, not even um, immediate family. No wives, no kids. Maybe you let the ushers show up because they got to be paid. The vendors didn't, wouldn't need to show up because they wouldn't sell anything. But empty. PNC Park, empty. That's what the Pirates deserve. But the customers will keep forking out the money, and Bob Nutting will keep putting it in his pocket. So keep it going, baby. We'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwall Show is a production of AM 1250, The Answer, and Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.